Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. so much for tuning in this morning. We're glad that you're joining us from your home, um, that you are with us. And let me give you a few things before we dive into the message. The first thing is this, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your help to pull off our Thursday night service at the Admiral Twin. Thank you for investing. Thank you for giving. Thank you for showing up. And Foundation Church, we plan on doing it again this next Thursday. So we need you to be the found people that find and are going out and inviting people to come and hear a message that will change their life. Here is the fantastic thing and kind of the bad thing, but right now there's nothing to do and people are looking for a reason to get out of their house So invite somebody to go with you. We'll keep putting it up on our social media account. You keep sharing it, and we'll keep making Jesus famous right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Also, the second thing is this. Next week, um, we are going to be talking on Sunday morning about the miracle of the cross. The miracle of the cross and the power and the change that it brought to you, to me, and that it can bring to other people. And we want you to invite your friends to tune in, and we're also going to be doing this. We're going to be leading you in taking communion at home. So get your bread, get your crackers, get your checks mix, whatever you want. This may be your moment to switch it up a little bit. Get your grape juice, and we are going to be leading you in taking communion next Sunday um, right here on our live stream. So we hope that you can tune in and be a part of that with us. Today we're in our series When Pigs Fly. This is our fifth week, I believe. And I want to talk to you about this simple takeaway, this simple uh, theme, and it's simply this, choosing peace over chaos. Choosing peace over chaos because the reality is our world is chaotic right now. Our world is chaotic um, when you go to the supermarket. I tried to find flour yesterday or two days ago, and I'm walking through, and all the flour is gone, and all the sugar is almost gone, and I'm like, people have lost their minds, right? I mean, there is panic that is ensuing. There is chaos ensuing, and so with all that going on, how do you, how do I choose to have an attitude that leans into peace that has a mind that leans into peace instead of one that gravitates into fear and to chaos. And we couldn't have done a better song than I'm no longer a slave to fear, but I am a child of God as we dive into this message today. Our text is going to be found 
in Matthew chapter 8, verse 28 and verse 34. And it says this, it says, when Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of Gadara, if I say it fast, I don't stutter. In the region of Gardirinus, you say it at home, of Gardirinus, two men were possessed by demons uh, and met him. They came out of the tombs and they were so violent that no one could go through that area. They began screaming at him, why are you interfering with us, son of God? Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? And there happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding in the distance. So the demons begged, if you cast us out, send us into the herd of pigs. All right, go, Jesus commanded them. So the demons came out of the men and entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. Pigs flew, in a very real sense, um, drowned in the water, and the herdsmen fled to the nearby town, telling everyone what happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the entire town came out to meet Jesus, but they begged him to go away and leave them alone. I want us to go back to the verse right there at the very end of that first verse, verse 28. They came out of the tombs and they were so violent that no one could go through that area. This is truly a story when pigs fly. This is, this is the moment where Jesus comes into this area, and there's two men that come out, and they're so violent, and they're so disruptive, that nobody can even come into that area. These people have gotten used to chaos being a constant. And, and, and what happens is Jesus shows up, and he comes to this place, and he sees a need, and he sees the panic, and he sees something that these men need, that these town people need, and so he comes, and he casts out the demons into the pigs, and the pigs take off, flying off the cliff into the lake. Pigs are flying everywhere. These two men are back to finally, for maybe the first time ever, or at least in a long time, to finally being normal, and the town finally experiencing peace. But what happens? The town, village, the people of it get uneasy because now there's something new, something is unknown. This is something they weren't expecting. This is something that they've never been through. And so the, the unknown is just as scary as what they did knew of, of the constant chaos. And these people show us what happens so many times when it comes to life is that sometimes if we're not careful, we can be a culture that learns to function better in chaos than we do peace. That, that if we're not careful, we choose chaos. We gravitate towards chaos instead of gravitating and choosing peace. And, and here's what I would tell you is that for a lot of us watching today, man, chaos is something that a lot of us, a lot of times, we actually gravitate and we choose it, and peace is the same way. You gravitate and choose it. So how do you and I, how do we... As people, as followers of Christ, experience peace over chaos. The, the simple reality is this. Right now, where you and I are, right now, the, the culture we live in, it's chaotic. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of unknown. And people are scared. And here's the reality. You and I, as followers of Christ, our lives should look different. 
Our life should look different than the way that culture is conducting themselves, than the way that maybe our neighbors are conducting, or our family members, or our coworkers. However, my question to you is this, is in the process of the last few weeks of this COVID-19, the coronavirus, how have you been at choosing peace instead of chaos? How have you been at choosing peace over fear? Because if we're not careful, we can become just like these townspeople. We can become just like these people who chose constant chaos instead of the peace that Jesus brought. Here's the first thing I want us to understand when it comes to understanding fear, is that fear births chaos and confusion. Fear births chaos and confusion. I remember going to Disney World not too many years ago, and there was a new Avatar ride, Cutting Edge Ride, one of the coolest rides I've ever done in my entire life, and it's the Animal Kingdom uh, Park at Disney World. And we got there, and everybody wants to ride the Avatar ride. And if you don't get there at the very beginning and you don't have a fast pass, it's going to be like a three- to four-hour wait. And so when you get there... It is almost like World War II, what I imagine. I mean, people are losing their minds. I am not exaggerating when I tell you this. We're in line, and grandparents, old people, are using their scooters as weapons. Man, they're running little kids over. They're honking. They're cussing people out at Disney World. I'm like, this is not the happiest place in the world any longer. Parents are using their strollers, and you have seen this. It's one of my favorite things to see in all the world. It makes me laugh every time is when a kid is driving a shopping cart, you know where I'm going, mom and dad, it's happened to you, and you let little tiny, tiny Tim, like probably a better name to use than Tiny Tim, but we let little Tiny Tim use a little cart to push it around, and he's looking at the Oreos, and dad has stopped, and what happens, he just rolls up on the back of dad's heels, and the dad always goes like this, mm, like this, mother, and you just clench, and there's, I, I don't care how manly of a man you are, when you get rolled up on that grocery cart, it hurts, and you're trying everything you can not to say something that you shouldn't. I mean, you're like, mm, and you just, just walk away, son. Just walk away. Don't talk to me right now. Don't talk to me, right? It hurts. People are doing this on the avatar, right? Parents are using their strollers in the same way. I'm like, we have lost our minds, right? Why? Because everybody's afraid. Everybody's fearful that they aren't going to get to ride the ride. Or that it's going to take them three to four hours to finally ride this ride. And can I tell you, when fear is present, when, when fear is an option, when fear is, is something that is a reality, it always births chaos and confusion. Man, chaos and confusion always comes with fear. And here's what some of us right now are experiencing. We're experiencing fear, and it's bringing chaos, and it's bringing confusion to many things. And we start jumping to conclusions that we simply don't know right now. Our world is jumping to conclusions over what the school system's going to look like. Our kids are like, yes, no school. Our parents are like, no, no school, right? There, there, there's chaos. I've seen people post the education system will never be the same, right? We don't know that. 
That's just chaos. That's just fear. That's just confusion. That's what happens when fear is present. You know this. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but the toilet paper thing. I'm like, really? Toilet paper out of all the things? But what happened? Chaos and confusion led to people thinking that they're going to run out of toilet paper for us to use. There's there's things of about some of us, it's the world's finances. We don't think it's ever going to be the same. Some of us, it's very real stuff. And you're experiencing stress about possibly losing your job and what your financial life is going to look like. And then there's just the fear of catching coronavirus. And there is all this fear and all this anxiety and all this confusion and all this chaos that has a grip on our culture. But hear me. That's not the way God operates. God is not in confusion. He's not in chaos. And he is not in fear. In fact, listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. This text is actually talking about church services. And in the, God cares so much just simply about you and the church service. He doesn't want a church service to be confusing for an unbeliever, much less your life. And hear me, if you are confused and if you are feeding into the chaos and fear seems to have a grip on your life, fear always lies. Let me say it again. Fear always lies, and fear will confuse you, and fear will lead you to chaos, and fear will lead you to anxiety, and fear will wear you out. And hear me today, right in your living room, I I know it's hard not to freak out. I know it's hard not to just watch all the things, but 365 different places in the Bible, God says the phrase, fear not. He tells us not to fear 365 different times in the Bible, one for each day of the year. In fact, when the angel of the Lord appears, most of the time when the angel of the Lord appears, he says the phrase, fear not. Why? Because he didn't want people to be fearful of him, scared of him, to be led in confusion and chaos and anxiety about him. And can I tell you, that's exactly what God is speaking to you right now. Those of you that fear seems to have a grip on you, fear not. Stop listening to the lies of fear. Stop buying into the chaos. Stop buying into the confusion. And understand there's a better way for you to live. And it's with God on your side. And God says this today. Man, stop listening to fear because it wants to lie to you. Fear not. The second thing I want us to understand is this. Is that fear is the result of leading myself and following my emotions. But peace is the result of my life being led by the Holy Spirit. If you want to know how to have a life full of peace rather than fear, this is it. Understand, fear, if you're going to have a life full of peace rather than fear, understand, fear is the result of leading myself and following my emotions that come with that fear, but peace is the result of my life being led by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 17 and verse 22 through 23 says this. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. 
And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Let me break this down for you 80 style. This is G.I. Joe and this is Cobra, and they never like each other, right? This is the spirit-led life of G.I. Joe. This is the, 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 the self-led life of my sinful nature, and they are constantly at one Another, But verse 22 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what a spirit-led life produces. That's what is produced in your life when you allow the Holy Spirit to lead your life instead of your emotions to lead your life, instead of myself to lead my life, is that the Lord, the Holy Spirit produces all these amazing attributes that should be a part of my life and your life. Let me give you some synonyms for fear as I started researching them. Synonyms for fear, are, are here are some of them, angst. Anxiety. Some of these you're like, oh, oh. Concern. Despair. Dismay. Doubt. Dread. Panic. Scare. Uneasy. Worried. And timidity. But here's the anonyms for fear. Assurance. Calmness. Cheer. Confidence, contentment, ease, encouragement, happiness, joy, calm, comfort, trust, and love. Hear me. Let me ask you this. Which one of these, the synonyms or the anonyms, describes your life the last few weeks? Which one of these really is your life been about for the last few weeks, have you been full of anxiety? Have you been full of despair? Have you been discouraged? Are you fearful? Because if that's happening, hear me, your emotions are leading the way and you're allowing you to lead you. But there's a better way. And that better way is when we allow the Holy Spirit to guide our lives and he produces love and joy and peace, and kindness, and goodness. And peace leads you into being all these things. But can I tell you, you can't give what you don't possess. Right, parents? We're wanting to ease the tension for our kids, and we want our homes to be peaceful, and we want our homes to be full of love and joy and a safe place. And, and young couples, you want your home to be this place of safety and not arguing. And, 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 and hear me, you can't give and you can't produce what you don't possess. And some of you, you are letting and you are choosing the chaos of our times to dictate the trajectory of your emotions and your life and you've got to determine if my life is going to be full of peace then my life is going to be led by the Holy Spirit rather than by the headlines my life is going to be led by the Holy Spirit rather than my emotions of the moment 
My life is going to be led by the Holy Spirit rather than my phone conversation with my mother-in-law. Some of you, you really need to get that down deep. Um, my life is going to be led by the Holy Spirit rather than the balance of my bank account. What is leading your life? Because if it's going to be full of peace, you can't lead you. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. The third thing is this. If we're going to have a peaceful life, understand being prayerful and thankful leads to being peaceful. Being prayerful and thankful leads to you and I being peaceful. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead... Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Let's stop there for just a moment this morning. Here's what I would say is that most of the time I do this backwards. Most of the time I worry about everything and I don't pray about anything. And I think a lot of us that we've been there, we, we worry a lot, we complain a lot, we're anxious about a lot, we stress about a lot, and we try to figure out ways we can fix it, right? That's what we do. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And that's a challenge. And I'm, I'm there with you today. I'm there with you in it. Man, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Don't forget all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Are you praying and thanking as much as you're complaining and worrying? Are you praying and thanking as much as you're watching the headlines? Are you praying and thinking as much as you're trying to strategize where you're going to get your next stash of toilet paper? Are you praying and thinking as much as you're watching Netflix? Are you praying and thinking as much as you're scrolling Facebook and social media? Are you praying and thinking as much as you're watching the news? Because here's what I know is true. And man, if you haven't been listening to anything else Tune in. If your life is going to be peace instead of chaos, if you're not going to be like the townspeople that chose the pigs and, and that chose the, the constant chaos over the peace, hear me. You've got to understand that whatever, whatever you're feeding on is leading you on. Man, whatever I'm, if I'm feeding on the headlines, it's leading me to anxiety. If I'm feeding on social media, it's leading me to anxiety. If I'm feeding on the latest gossip, it's leading me to anxiety. If I'm feeding on situations that I can't control, it's leading me to a place of fear and stress and all that is happening, and it's going to lead you to a place of anxiety and stress and worry. Whatever you are feeding on, whatever you are feeding, man, if you keep feeding your fear, it's going to consistently grow in the absolute contrary thing. The way that you fix this, the antidote to it, is by praying and thanking. It's by being prayerful and thankful. You want to be peaceful, then your life has to be full of prayer and thanks. Because if you can understand that my life, when it is full of prayer and it is full of thanks, that is the moment that my life is full of peace. 
because I am feeding on that and it is leading me on to peace. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says this, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. There, there's this key point in there in verse 8, and it says this, fix your thoughts. How are you at fixing your thoughts? Paul said it this way in Romans, we take captive every thought. You don't just let thoughts come in and out without filtering it. Fix your thoughts. Place your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy. And can I tell you right here, right at your house, if you can do that, it's going to lead you to a place where you're prayerful and you're thankful. And the result of that is the word of God says, then your life is full of peace. Why? Because you were disciplined enough not to let your thoughts float, but to fix them into place. And some of you, the biggest way that you can get over the chaos and the fear and the confusion is to not let your mind wander, but to fix your mind on what the Bible is saying, to fix your mind on what is true, on what is lovely, on all that God has done, to look at God's faithfulness in his past, to look at God's faithfulness and goodness in your life, to stop forgetting about all the good things he has done and fix your thoughts on what God is telling you to fix your thoughts on so that your life can be full of peace. It says this in Isaiah 26, verse 3. It is a great promise. It says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I love that verse. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Where's your mind staying at? Where's your mind focused? Here's the, because here's the beautiful promise. Is that if we will fix our minds. And we will stay our mind. We will keep our mind fixed on him. And fixed on what he has done. Instead of worrying about all the things you can't control and I can't control, it says this, that he will keep you in perfect peace. Why? Because your trust is in him. Every year, well, actually every four years, the U.S. sends a team of blind runners to compete at the Summer Paralympic Games. And, and this is a little difficult because if you're like me, you're like, well, how's that work? Because, but without sight, how do they make their way around the track? And the answer is simple, the buddy system. Track and field athletes with severe visual impairments are paired up with guides. These are sighted runners who match them step for step, calling out potential obstacles and keeping the athletes informed of how far they have left to go. Guides and runners are also connected at the wrist by a small piece of rope called a tether, which helps the runner stay aligned in his or her lane. In the months before Rio, Avery and Brown, which we have a picture for you right now, every day from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. trained at the Olympic Training Center. 
The intense schedule ensures that on race day, the two are totally in sync during races. During the race, Avery said that he tries to paint a picture of his surrounding for Brown, yelling out when they've hit the 10-meter mark, the 20-meter mark, and so on. He also saves energy to cheer his partner on while they sprint for the finish. And I love this. I love this picture. I love this thought that these two men are tethered together. And in another picture, it's got the, the, the other sprinter, Brown. His shirt says, Guide is that he is the guide for the, the other athlete and that they have learned to tune out all the noise of the stadium, all the noise of their surrounding, and that guy has learned to, uh, just to tune into the one voice of the man who can see where he needs to go. He can see the obstacles. He can see how he's supposed to turn because he's grown used to following that voice, and he has trusted him so much that he tethers himself to it. Hear me today. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do for you. Man, and what are you tethering your life to? Is it the news? Is it a bank account? I don't know what it is, but hear me. If you will tether yourself to the Holy Spirit, he wants to be your guide. Man, if you will tether yourself to the still, small voice, there is all kinds of noise that is going to yell for your attention, that's going to try to freak you out, that's going to try to give you good advice, but that's not the same as God's advice. And what is the voice you are listening to? And I encourage you. I implore you as your pastor. I don't want anything for you. I want the best for you. Man, learn to tether yourself to the Holy Spirit and let him guide you. And learn to block out all the distractions, all the noise, all the things that want to create chaos and confusion and panic right now. And learn to listen to the still small voice that will lead you in a place of peace and wisdom and security and he will lead you in a place that you can have peace that the Bible says passes all understanding how does that happen you tether yourself to him you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because he will lead you into a place that produces love joy peace and goodness and kindness and faithfulness if you well, just let him lead you. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. And God, I, I pray for every person that's watching right now. Every person that's at home. Lord, you see the anxiety. You see the fear. You see the chaos that is just bombarding us right now. And God, I pray that we would choose peace over chaos. That we would choose peace over fear. Just as contagious as fear is, so is hope. Just as contagious as chaos and confusion is, so is peace. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be what you said in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the peacemakers. God, I pray that our life wouldn't look like the culture around us, but our life would be people that are making peace wherever we go. The only way that happens is by us following the still small voice of the Holy Spirit, of allowing you to guide our lives, because when our mind is set on you, man, we can't help but pray to you, and we can't help but thank you for all that you have done. And so, God, I pray the Lord, out of this lesson of the miraculous, uh, uh, out of this story of literal pigs 
flying, that you would do the miraculous in our home, in our minds, in our lives, and that our minds would be stayed on you. We would fix our thoughts on you and on all that you have done. And as a result, there would be peace that we experience that goes beyond understanding because you are our guide and we're listening to your voice. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.